This is Thurman Hayes, pastor of First Baptist Church of Suffolk, Virginia. We want to welcome you to this message from our services at First Baptist. We're a congregation that is seeking to touch lives through the life-changing power of the gospel. I pray that you'll encounter Christ in His power and love. Even Open your Bibles this morning to First Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to prepare our hearts for Thanksgiving by looking at one of the greatest texts in the Bible about Thanksgiving. And I was reading the Bible through this past year, and uh, when I came across 1 Chronicles 16, I just thought, wow, I can't wait to, <laughs> to preach this text on, on Thanksgiving, because it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's like a psalm, it's a Thanksgiving psalm that is in the, in the middle of 1 Chronicles. Um, and it is just, it is just beautiful. First Chronicles 16, and so we're going to look this morning at verses 1 through 36. They brought the ark of God and placed it inside the tent David had pitched for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in God's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to each and every Israelite, both men and women, a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake. David appointed some of the Levites to be ministers before the ark of the Lord to celebrate the Lord God of Israel and to give thanks and praise to him. Let's get down to verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works, boast in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Now let's um, skip to verses 23 and 24. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all peoples. And then verse 31. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. On January the 12th, 2010, the nation of, of Haiti was struck by a devastating earthquake. And for the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, this was an especially cruel blow because there the houses were not made to withstand anything like this earthquake. Um, thousands of them just collapsed instantly. Over 100,000 people were killed. Countless more were, were injured and, and, and maimed. The, the power grid, which was already shaky at best, was just completely destroyed, as were most forms of infrastructure in the country which was already lacking. In those first hours after the earthquake, 
the, the people f- fled out of Port-au-Prince and, and other cities because they were afraid that the aftershocks were going to bring down even more buildings on top of them. And so they, they, they fled out of the cities and, and these, as these homeless people huddled together at night in those first nights after the earthquake, there was a strange but beautiful sound that was ringing out throughout Haiti. And it was the sound of singing. And one person, Andy Crouch, remembers it this way. All over the hills of Haiti, in those first terrible nights, under a starlit sky, the voices of the people of Haiti rose up in grief and lament, in prayer and hope. You know, we have a lot that the people of Haiti don't have. But they have a lot that we don't have. And one of those things that we need a lot more of is a spirit of thanksgiving. Because when it comes to gratitude, a lot of times we are the ones who are impoverished. But we don't have to be. And this psalm tells us how we can cultivate more of a spirit of thanksgiving. So what do we see here in this psalm of thanksgiving? First of all, we're told to celebrate God's goodness. Celebrate his goodness. And let's look at verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks is a virtue that is so neglected, typically by churches in our our, our country, but it's not neglected in Scripture. It's all over the Bible, Old Testament and New. Read the Psalms. They're filled with commands to give thanks. It is sprinkled throughout the teaching of Jesus. It is pervasive in the teaching of the Apostle Paul. Paul says in Ephesians 5.20, that we are to be giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in Colossians 3.16 and 17, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I've always loved Denzel Washington as an actor, and he's also a brother in Christ. And I was struck by something that he said recently at a church banquet. He said, give thanks for blessings every day, every day. Embrace gratitude. It is impossible to be grateful and hateful at the same time. I pray that you put your slippers way under your bed at night so that when you wake in the morning, you will have to start on your knees to find them. And while you're down there, say thank you. You know, theologians sometimes talk about the the foundational sin, the sin that, that leads to all other sins. And I think the Apostle Paul is getting to that in Romans 121, 
when he's talking there in this section of Romans about what has gone wrong with the human race, what has led to our sinful dysfunction. And he says this in Romans 121, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. In other words, what has produced our sinful dysfunction is a disorientation. And that disorientation is, is, is that it is a refusal to honor God as God and give thanks to him. That's the sin that leads to every other sin. Now for Christians, ultimately what we are thankful for is the gift of God's son. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.32, he did not spare, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? If God didn't withhold his own son from us, but gave him up for us all, then do you really think God is going to withhold any protection or any provision that we would need? Of course not. We can know as believers that our past is under the blood, our present is in his hands, and our future is as bright as his promises. On May 8th, 2013, it's six o'clock in the morning, the Christian philosopher and writer Dallas Willard went home to be with the Lord after battling cancer for many months. And that particular morning, the, the nurse came in to, to turn Dallas in his bed. And as she did, he was stirred and, and he, he was awakened. And there was a friend who was there with him, a friend named Gary Black. And, and as Dallas was awakened that, that morning, he took his friend's hand and he told him to, to, to tell his loved ones how much he loved them. And how much he appreciated them. And then Gary said it was, it was as if the, the presence of God just filled that hospital room. The presence of God was so, so real, just so powerful. And he said Dallas just leaned his head back and closed his eyes. And in a voice that was clearer than what he had spoken in, in months he just uttered the words, thank you, thank you to God. What do we see in, in verse 10? We see the relationship between, between thanksgiving and rejoicing. It says here in verse 10, let the hearts of those who, who seek the Lord rejoice. Joy follows thanksgiving as day follows night. We often see these two just paired together in Paul's writings. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
By the way, how can we give thanks in all circumstances? It's because we understand that our God is in control of all of our circumstances, right? What does Paul say in Philippians 4 and verses 4 and following? Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Celebrate his goodness. Second, remember his faithfulness. Remember his faithfulness. Let's look at verse 12. Remember the wondrous works he has done. So in this section of the song, the, the writer is, is recalling the people to remember God's, God's faithfulness to, to them. Um, and time and time again, we see this in the Psalms, right? We see that, that, that God calls, calls his people to remember the ways that he has been faithful, to look back over the course of their lives and to see the thread of God's faithfulness as we sung earlier. Your, your, your goodness is running after me. We can look back on our lives and when we think about it, we can just see how God has been so faithful. I found it helpful occasionally, maybe on a long drive or maybe on a, a, a walk to intentionally think back through the, the course of my life to celebrate God's faithfulness. And I can look back on my life and I can look back at really painful times and, and things that were incomprehensible to me at the time and I can just see how God just came through again and again and again and how he was so faithful and how he was just working all things together for my good and his glory the whole time. That's a helpful exercise just to, to, to look back and, to, and, to, and just to remember his faithfulness to you throughout the course of your of your life and that's 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 what we that's what we see here god is calling his people to remember the the wondrous works that he has 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 done and we we sung it earlier right great is thy faithfulness strength for today for today and bright hope for tomorrow when we look back on how faithful God has been to us throughout our lives and in the past, what does that enable us to do? We understand that he's going to be faithful today. He's going to be faithful tomorrow, right? Because his mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Another exercise that has been really helpful to me on a daily basis to help, help me to try to cultivate more of a grateful heart is to, is to fall asleep at night thinking about the good things that God has taught me that day and to fall asleep knowing that when I wake up in the morning there are going to be fresh infusions of his goodness. Remember his faithfulness. Third, declare his glory. 
declare his glory. So let's look back at verse 8 again. Proclaim his deeds, where? Among the peoples. Among the peoples. Peoples, plural. Every tribe and tongue. Every, every people group throughout the earth. Not just every nation state, but every, every people group. Every people within every nation that has their own language and their own culture. Every people group, every tribe and tongue throughout all the earth proclaim his deeds among them, among all of them. This is our assignment. Not just living for the Lord here and proclaiming his glory in our community, although we certainly start there with the people in our own lives. Missions begins there, but it doesn't end there. If we are faithful to his command, we are going to be proclaiming his deeds, declaring his glory among the peoples, all peoples. God's passion is that all peoples would know him. Verses 23 and 24. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His wondrous works among all peoples. God's heart pulsates with missionary fervor. And see, we want thanksgiving to God and praise to God to extend to all peoples that they would praise him, that they would thank him. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. As Dr. Derbyshire said in, in the video, hearing God praised where he has never been praised before. That is what missions is all about. That's our assignment. Now let's, let's go to verse 31. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. So in ancient times, when there was big news, like for instance, uh, a, a new king or you know, the, the, the birth, a, a new birth into the royal family, something like that, that affected the whole nation, they would send out heralds to go into the cities, into the, the villages. And it was the job of the herald to announce this good news. The new king reigns, for instance. But this is much greater news, right? This is the joyous announcement that who reigns? The Lord reigns. God reigns. And we're going to see this early next year when we get into the back half of Isaiah and when we come to Isaiah 52 and verse 7 
which says how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the herald. Now, Paul quotes this in Romans 10, right? One of the great missionary texts, right? How beautiful the feet of those who bring good news. He's quoting from Isaiah 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the herald who proclaims peace who brings news of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Now that's Isaiah 52. What's going to happen in Isaiah 53? Some of you know. In Isaiah 53, this is all about the suffering and the death of Jesus on our behalf. Isaiah 53 is an incredibly vivid and graphic portrayal of what Jesus has done for us, his work for us on the cross. He is the suffering servant who takes our iniquities on himself and suffers and dies in our place. And so, when it says in Isaiah 52, 7, your God reigns, how is that happening? How is that happening? How, does, how is God reigning? God reigns through the, the suffering and the death and now the exaltation as king of the suffering servant, his son, the Lord Jesus. Yahweh reigns through the suffering and death and resurrection and exaltation of Jesus. And it is that that we celebrate as we come to the Lord's table. Let's pray together. This is a time of sacred and solemn reflection. It's a time where we should examine our own hearts Is there an attitude or an action that needs to be repented of? Is there a relationship that needs to be mended? Someone you need to go to? Is there something that is hindering your fellowship with God? right now as we continue to prepare our hearts I want to use another great Puritan prayer and this is a prayer that they would would pray as they prepared to take the Lord's Supper together and let's make it our prayer as we prepare to to take part in the supper that Jesus ordained God of all good I bless thee for the means of grace. Teach me to see in them thy loving purposes 
and the joy and strength of my soul. Thou hast prepared for me a feast, and though I am unworthy to sit down as guest, I wholly rest on the merits of Jesus and hide myself beneath his righteousness. When I hear his tender invitation and see his wondrous grace, I cannot hesitate but must come to thee in love. By thy spirit, enliven my faith rightly to discern and spiritually to apprehend the Savior. When I gaze upon the emblems of my Savior's death, may I ponder why he died and hear him say, I gave my life to purchase yours, presented myself an offering to expiate your sin, shed my blood to blot out your guilt, opened my side to make you clean, endured your curses to set you free, bore your condemnation to satisfy divine justice. Oh, may I rightly grasp the breadth and length of this design. Draw near, obey, extend the hand, take the bread, receive the cup, eat and drink, testify before all men that I do for myself gladly in faith, reverence, and love receive my Lord to be my life, strength, nourishment, joy, delight. In the supper, I remember his eternal love, boundless grace, infinite compassion, agony, cross, redemption, and receive assurance of pardon, adoption, life, glory. As the outward elements nourish my body, so may thy indwelling spirit invigorate my soul until that day when I hunger and thirst no more and sit with Jesus at his heavenly feast. And Father, that is our prayer today as we get ready to to take part in this, that you would use it to nourish our souls, to draw us deeper into love for you and love for the gospel, and to fill us with hope that one day we are going to sit down at the great marriage feast of the Lamb. I hope you've been blessed by this message. Christ is the answer for every need, now and for all eternity. As someone once said, Jesus plus nothing equals everything, and everything minus Jesus equals nothing. Have you trusted in Jesus as your Savior? If not, why not now? His arms are open wide to receive you. It may help to pray a prayer like this. Father, I know that you are holy and that I have sinned and fallen short of your glory. I know that you are a righteous God who must punish sin, but I believe that your son Jesus took my punishment for me, died in my place, and rose from the dead so that I could have eternal life. Right now, I turn to Jesus and trust in his finished work for me. In his name I pray, amen. You know, the Bible says this in John 1.12, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that means that if you've received Christ, God has adopted you as his beloved child, his very own son or daughter. Just imagine it. Almighty God, the Lord of this universe, the one who possesses all authority in heaven and earth, is now your loving father and you are his child. You say, I love him. How can I honor God with the rest of my life? Well, when you love someone, you want to spend time with them. 
We get to know God through his word, through prayer, and through his people. I would encourage you to pick up a copy of the Bible and begin to read it. Begin to pour out your heart to him in prayer. And find a church family where the Bible is preached, where Christ is exalted, and where his love is flowing. If you're local, I want to invite you to the church I pastor, First Baptist Church of Suffolk, Virginia.